Welcome back to the Memory Jogger podcast with Jason and Wyatt. This is Jason, and he is Wyatt over there. I am over here and over there. Well, not right now because you're over there. So, how are you, sir? I am well. How have you been? I've been doing great. I am ready to jog our memories and run down a few childhood dreams tonight for our listeners. Yeah, I wanted to give a shout out or hats off, uh, depending on your era, uh, to the listeners. We're, uh, I think, the last stats that uh, you had stated were over 100 listeners uh, listening to this. 100 downloads. 100 downloads listening to this podcast. So uh, I want to appreciate that. We really do that. that, uh, This is actually a hit. Uh, (laughs) We didn't know really how well this would go out. So uh, awesome. This is an awesome privilege and just wanted to say, hey, thanks for downloading us and listening to us. Uh, It's a pleasure. Yeah, I'm very grateful as well. And uh, apparently we are a little bit entertaining and possibly stirring up a few memories of the listeners as well. So we are uh, very excited to dip back in tonight and uh, very thankful you guys are listening on your favorite podcast app or maybe on the Throwback Network podcast feed and also over there on the Rediscover the 80s YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, Wyatt, we are up to episode seven of the show, not counting our specials that we've been doing. Right. And uh, we're here to jog some school days stories tonight. Yes, and it will be unique because uh, I don't know what you, the listener, are typically used to as far as schools. Uh, We have a, uh, we'll call it a different, probably a little bit more rare take on our classes. So uh, I don't want to reveal too much, but we want (laughs) to obviously go over some listener feedback before we get into the actual podcast at hand. Yes. And if you want to, I guess, kind of get an introduction to our school days, we did go through that in our first episode, mm-hmm. which I think we just titled Meet the Hosts. And uh, our school days go back to, what, what did we say, fourth grade is when you fourth, came in? Correct. So we've been friends since fourth grade and three up through high school and graduated together. And we kind of split ways after graduation and we've just kind of stayed connected though through uh well back in the day it was snail mail and then it was email that was Yahoo <laughs> messenger <laughs> yes and it's uh gradually come now to text messaging and <laughs> i tell you what though i held facebook i held yeah. dearly to that yahoo messenger up until like i think only 3 or 4 years ago i thought maybe you know this would be cool and Everybody filtered off of it, even you. I'm like, well, there's no point now. Well, it, I think the uh, the app finally went offline. You could only get to the messenger through email. And I was like, well, I don't want to just go into email and message from there. It wasn't right. very efficient. So, yeah, I finally ditched that thing uh, when they stopped supporting the app. So. I mean, it could be back now. I don't know. I just haven't used it. But well, it, it tells I'm, you. I'm satisfied with the uh, with the uh, the Facebook Messenger and. Oh, I am too. But it tells you how uh, attached I am. I still have Yahoo Messenger on this particular laptop. So, <laughs> just saying, I haven't. I've even signed on to it here not too long ago. No one was online, so I 
you know, verify <laughs> if it worked or not, but it's there. Right. Well, uh, like you teased at at the beginning, let's go to some actual messages through the uh, through the social media of today. Right. Let's start over on Facebook. Doug Kabarek, he uh, sent a comment back to you, Wyatt. He said he had the same calculator watch that had the racing game. Now, this was from the uh, the 80s innovation special that we did. Right. Uh, he said it was so good that I remember the watch getting passed around the school bus because so many kids wanted to try it. So you weren't the only one to have that calculator watch. No, and I was not sharing that sucker because, you know, to me it was a rare find to find it in the dude's driveway. And he didn't even – and it even worked. The battery, you know, it must have been like a recent uh, dropping or something, but, you know, it had worked at the time. Now it's gone, MIA. Who knows? (laughs) Uh, We had some feedback on our crushes episode. Mm-hmm. Brian over there at the IC Robots podcast, uh, he commented on Facebook. Great episode, guys. My big '80s crushes were Angelian, Ange- well, Angelian from It's a Living. I'm not sure I remember It's a Living, uh, and also Erin Gray from Buck Rogers. I remember Erin Gray. She wore those like jumpsuits on that oh, show. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, um, good one. Love this episode a bunch, he says. So thank you for that, Brian. Uh, Sean Johnson, I guess in, in, I don't know if this was in reference to the whole show, but he said, uh, could have been a tad stalkerish. Ha ha. I'm not sure if he's referring to your, you know, your phone call to the Universal Studios lot or wherever it was. It probably was. I'm, I'm thinking okay. that's what that comment was. You know, could be, uh, you know, I didn't realize it at the time. Very naive. Uh, I'm just thinking I'm, you know, being coy and, hey, how you doing, babe? And uh, instead it's now, you know, as you realize things and as you see more in the news, you're like, oh, I hope I'm stay out of the limelight. So, <laughs> don't arrest me, Stacy. I just liked you. That's all. <laughs> all right. And uh, one more from Twitter. The pathologist, a.k.a. at... Necronic Doctor, he says, that Knight Rider question, great question. Been debating that for years. And then I replied back asking him if he was Team Bonnie or Team April. And he said, ugh, it changes like the weather. (laughs) (laughs) Young me is Team April while older me is Team Bonnie. But that can flip so easily also. So based on that, I guess he's more on your side, at least for the day that he responded. (laughs) So that was fun. (laughs) Uh, That was all the feedback we had. And again, we appreciate everybody listening to the show. And I usually post the show notes on rediscoverthe80s.com. You can comment there. And those, it also gets uh, syndicated over to our Facebook and also onto our Twitter at RD80s. And you can reply to us there as well if you want to give us some feedback. But, um, as we do in our regular episodes, let's hit some icebreaker news headlines. Right. Uh, we've got a remake of the movie Overboard. Uh, I don't know if you remember that movie much. Uh, I liked it once I was exposed to it. It was a hilarious movie. Kurt Russell and uh, Goldie Hawn uh-huh. on there. Um, now, that's one of my wife's favorites. Really? And yes. Th- between that one and um, 
Oh gosh, she, there's a lot of those romantic comedies from the '80s that she likes. Um, the uh, what's the one with uh, Tom Hanks and Shelley Long where they are trying to fix up the house? Oh, um, that's the, the oh crap. Yeah, <laughs> it was right there. I should know it. Um, I, I've been calling my house that too. Now, Money Pit. The Money Pit. Yes, that's uh, another one of her favorites. I actually bought a, a DVD set a couple years ago that was The Money Pit and The Burbs. All oh, nice. One. And The Money Pit's her favorite. The Burbs is one of my favorites. So it works out pretty good. That was a, <laughs> that was a win-win that. right there. Right, right. That was a good purchase. Yeah. But I think I've seen Overboard maybe once or twice. It's not really in my wheelhouse. It used to be some time ago, I used to watch it. I would call it regularly. A lot of good comedy in there. But th- in this remake, they're actually reversing the leading I roles. It's going to be it's going to be the the guy who ends up getting the the amnesia rather than the girl, as mm-hmm. uh, Goldie Hawn played in, in the original. And they're being performed by Ann Ferris who is best known from his sitcom mom, which I've not seen yet. Um, I have I'm, not seen that either. She, I, I know her from the, uh, I think she was in the one in all those, uh, the scary movies with the Wayans brothers. I've yet to see any of the scary movies. movies. The, the one, the not another scary or not another team movie or something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was in a lot of those uh, kind of spoof comedies. No, I haven't seen her in that. And then there's a, the guy I've not heard of, uh, but he's, I guess, mm-hmm. rather famous in the Latin America world, and that's Eugenio Derbez. He, I guess, currently plays in La Familia Peluche, and he has starred, directed, directed rather, and produced uh, Instructions Not Included. I don't remember that movie either, so he's very mm-hmm. little known to me, but nonetheless, that's who's going to be in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and I guess we'll see how it turns out. A lot of these, they're doing a lot of these uh, remakes of, you know, the they're doing the Splash remake with Channing Tatum, and that's a reverse role. Right. He's going to be the merman, I guess, <laughs> instead of the mermaid. You know, and we just talked about, I think we talked about on here, the uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh, yeah. With the, you know, the two ladies. So... It's it's interesting how they're taking these 80s sitcoms and rebooting them. They're doing the gender swap, and then they're doing, like, role swaps as well. Yes, but are they going to have a Ruprecht scene for that one? I don't I know. That was the most <laughs> hilarious scene. Yeah, I can't see them trying to do something like that again. No, I know. It would be that's, a completely different. That's like classic Steve Martin. Yeah. I, I, lo- I still, and, it's funniest bit for me, the entire movie was when he passes that girl on the steps. He goes, nice. He changes his voice completely. <laughs> Hilarious. <sighs> but, yeah, that's a, that's a great movie. Um, here's a headline that I just uh, posted on Rediscover the 80s today. IDW Publishing, who mainly publishes comic books, um, they have an IDW Games subsidiary, and they are teaming up with Atari to launch some new board games based on some of the classic titles like uh, Centipede, Missile Command, and Asteroids. I think those were the three in the press release. So I thought this was interesting. Do you remember back in the day when they 
produced like board games based on video games? I remember Pac-Man. Yeah, that was Pac-Man the only one I remember. Was... I don't. I I will be quite honest. I don't remember any other video games that that churned out a, a board game. There was a lot of them, and maybe I've been on. Uh, I think it's called uh, BoardGameGeek.com. <laughs> it's like a it's like an IMDb for board games. And I would I did a little digging today, but I remember having the Pac-Man game where you had the actual little yellow guy that chomped mm-hmm. the marbles around the board. Uh, there was actually a centipede game. I didn't know that existed. No. There was one for and this is an Atari, but uh, Pole Position. I don't that had a board that. game. Uh, there was actually a Super Mario Brothers board game that I saw, and I was pretty surprised by that. So there were several like board game adaptions of popular video games of the time. Were these like test beds, like they have with some of the Atari games, where you don't know that they even existed until you got the emulator or you got the headline? No, we just threw away you know a hundred of these in the trash. You know. <laughs> well, I you think about the era, you know, the arcades still kind of ran the the video game industry, and those games were kind of larger than life, and they you know, produced everything from t-shirts and little figures and stuff to, you know, these board games. I have a Pac-Man board game. that's almost like, uh, it's, it's, uh, cards. It's a card game and you, uh, it's like a math, some kind of math card game. Hmm. I picked it up on eBay a while back, but, uh, there's a lot of those back then. And I think it's cool. You know, you don't think of Atari as being, uh, essentially a modern company, but I'm glad they're, you know, partnering with all these other companies and trying to come up with new ways to bring Atari back and, and some of those titles that we know. Uh, they just announced, I think it was uh, maybe a week ago, and I think it's with uh, Dynamite Comics. They're doing a uh, Sword Quest comic, which is based on uh, an Atari game back in the day. They developed these comics to go alongside of the video games and they actually held uh, some kind of contest where you could try to beat the game and I think the comics, they were packaged I think with the game but they contained clues on how to beat the game Right. and they were holding this like nationwide contest and in the middle of it or I think maybe right before they released the last game is when the video game industry crashed around 83 so they never got to complete the contest. But, you know, you think about some of those Atari covers and even a lot of them, the uh, instruction booklets came with like uh, a couple paragraphs of like backstory and fantasy world and stuff. So, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of things you can do with those Atari properties. And yeah. I'm, I'm just glad to see them back in the headlines again. Me too. I, I'm, I'm like that. And, and I, Shameless plug, Hasbro, we got a movie for you. It's called Mash the Movie. Just say it. It's ready to go. Uh, but uh, I guess that does it for that one. And you, uh, we mm-hmm. both stumbled onto this for RetroCon. Voice actor Rob Paulson will be in the lineup. Uh, some of us know him from, uh, he played a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle back in the day, and now he's, I can't remember which voice. I think it was Michelangelo, and now he's flipped over yep. to Donatello. He was Raphael back in the day. Oh, okay. He was Raphael. Now he's Donatello in the 
And what's weird is they actually did. I haven't been watching the new Ninja Turtle show. I should be uh, since I got Hulu now. But um, they did an episode where the 80s turtles met the new turtles in some weird, you know, crossover dimension. I don't know. I haven't seen the episode. But so he would have been playing two voices. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome, though. The old Raph and the new Donnie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought this was really cool. Uh, addition to the show, you know, we've been uh, we've been in what was it? Twenty fifteen is when we went to RetroCon, right? And I've tried to team up with them a little bit more throughout the year and this coming show to help promote because this is this is essentially the Comic Con for us. Um, it's you know all retro toys and collectibles that are going to be there, right? And they have a whole arcade that you can check out. They're going to have you know, some of these retro cars, they got the voice actors that are there and several right. panels and stuff. I mean, this is just, this is essentially the, the comic con for us. So I've been trying to partner up with them a little bit more this year and uh, seeing him there is a great addition. His very first role was tripwire and snow job on the original GI Joe, a real American hero miniseries. That was his original voice acting job. And nice. there he's just, I mean, he's essentially like Doug Stone or, you know, Michael Bell, any of these that have started in that era. He's just got, has hundreds of credits on his IMDb. And, uh, you know, he's still working today. He's working on, like you said, the new Ninja Turtles. He's uh, done some voices on that uh, Netflix Madagascar spinoff, the uh, All Hell King Julian. Oh, nice. Um, and then it, he was huge in the 90s as well. He was uh, Pinky and Pinky in the Brain, Tiny Toons, Biker Mice from Mars, Animaniacs. He was the uh, lead character in the Mask animated series, Stanley Ipkiss. Nice. And, uh he was uh, the character Spike in. Uh, they've done like, seems like about twelve of the Land Before Time movies, <laughs> and he was he was in um, many of the sequels, uh, recurring character there. But uh, I don't know. I thought it was fun that he's going to be there, and then uh, Arthur Berghart, who played Destro, is going to be there. So we could have like a snow job versus Destro battle. Uh, they might. Going on. That could be fun. <laughs> We were talking about how RetroCon is like our Comic-Con to us, like you said. And mm -hmm. honestly, it was a blast to be there. And it was a free-for-all. It wasn't – I've not been to a Comic-Con, so I can't say it's, you know, what it's like. Um, to me, Re RetroCon was kind of the best of both worlds. You could go through and just look at all the nostalgia. And most of it was for sale. So you could go and – you know, buy like we did. You know, I, I picked up that Three Stooges NES game and mm -hmm. um, uh, I picked up some mask figurines for uh, for Doug Stone because, you know, he, he voiced them. I thought that'd be a cool little tidbit for him, you know, to, to leave. But mm -hmm. they had the cars there. They had a replica kit and the DeLorean, Back to the Future. They had the Ghostbusters outside and inside. And then they had the arcade games, but they were the home consoles so the you had the home atari and nes and super nes sitting there i think there was a small yeah. arcade corner 
There was, yeah. So, They're all set to free, too. You could just walk up and play them. Yeah, so it was just an awesome time, uh, really, to be there. We, I know we only were there a day, but we were both, I'm sure, wishing that we could have stayed another day. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's, it was really fun, and like I said, I'm going to try to keep the channels open for them throughout the rest of the year as we lead up to October when the actual show is and continue to uh, pass along the announcements and everything from the show. And we're going to plan to be there. So yep. we're uh, trying to scheme of what to, uh, what to take, what maybe, you know, little giveaway things maybe we could hand out if uh, people are looking for us or we run into people there just to give out as little fun freebies and such. So we're planning to attend that. So if you're around the uh, Philadelphia area or within driving distance of an hour or two, you can uh, check that out. Go to retrocons with an S.com. And uh, you can get all the details there on tickets and even vendor tables and all that that are still available to purchase. So very fun little tidbit there. I'm looking forward to uh, very much looking forward to this year's show. Right. Uh, one last headline I saw. I'm not going to get too much into to the article, but William Daniels, best known as the voice of Kit. Uh, some people might remember him as Mr. Feeney. He's published a memoir uh, recently. Oh, and cool. the title of it is There I Go Again, How I Came to Be Mr. Feeney, John Adams, Dr. Craig, Kit, and many others. That's the actual title. So um, if you're interested, go check out your favorite Amazon or bookstore or whatever. Uh, If you're any fan of his, I am, but arbitrarily because he's the voice of Kit. And I remember watching, uh, it skips my mind, the the 90s show, what it was actually titled. But uh, seeing him as Mr. Feeney, and I could not see him as anything less than the voice (laughs) of Kit. You know, we were talking, I think, even the last episode that, Sometimes uh, actors or actresses get pigeonholed into to what they right. are, and for me, that was that was him. He can't play anything but the voice of Kit, because all I see is the little voice box going instead of <laughs> him. You know, just saying now, 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 settle down. Let's start school or whatever he says. So, boy meets world. Boy meets boy world. Meets yeah. Show. And now there's a girl meets world remake. I did see that. Is it on Disney? Maybe I, I can't. Remember I think it's on thing. Disney. I think they just ended it from the last headline that I saw. They were oh, okay. shutting it down after maybe three seasons or something. It so, ran three seasons. That's good, you know. Yeah, I don't know if he appeared on that show at all. Maybe a cameo or something, but probably. But just not in my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of the shows were. No, but uh, that's cool. That's cool that he's he's put out a memoir. Awesome. Well, you want to get into the topic? Yes. We'll go through our school days memories, and I guess we'll just start from when we both landed there at uh, Clearford Alliance. Like mm-hmm. I said, we, we have a kind of a unique school setting, I guess, for us, because we both went to a private Christian school from, well, since I was there from the fourth grade on till, till we both graduated from there. So there might be some likeness to public schools. There might be, uh, you know, it might be completely different parallel universes for all I know. Um, <laughs> but we'll, you know, run down as best we can with our memories of 
the hallways and, and the classes and so forth. And I, I thought we could take an approach of, like you suggested the last time, we're just literally walking down the halls because mm-hmm. essentially each room to a certain extent was the next class up. So, right. so I thought that would be the best way to, to okay. really, uh, really, uh, I guess, uh, attack this conversation. Yeah. And it was relatively just for those, of, <laughs> those of you listening that have never been to the Clearfield Alliance Christian school in Clearfield, Pennsylvania. I, I think when we first started there, there might have been, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 kids. And probably at its peak when we were there, there might have been 150. I oh. think there was. I just finally reached the 150 mark, K through 12. Yeah. You know, we, unlike unlike high schools that probably have 150 graduating members. Right. There was what? 10 or 11 in our class, something like that. I think there were seven or eight and the next grade up was going to have 11. And we were, it was like every grade beat the previous one at, you know, numbers. (laughs) I think there was at least eight, nine. It was, anyway, it was small. (laughs) It was. And uh, shameless Uh, plug, but to kind of give a background for us, where we're from, you can visit my website, clearfield-county.com, and it has all the links there. Um, there you go. It is a shameless plug, but at the same time, you know, really it's not because you go there, you find out all about the area. There are links to the Clearfield Alliance School in the community mm-hmm. section and so forth. So, you know, at your leisure, go through there and just kind of look through and see the area. Not much has changed, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> So, you know, might you might see a Walmart in the picture. That might be the only thing that's changed. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, you know, not a lot has changed. So, what you see now is pretty much what you saw then. Yeah, I tend to agree. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so small school. Uh, I was trying to remember even um, when we were kind of scheming on this and maybe coming up with an outline that I don't think it had all twelve grades. When we started, right? No. Um, it might have went up to sixth grade or eighth. I, I think. I, can't remember. I think it was eighth, but they just kept going. At some point, yeah, they finally, yeah, they finally uh, added on the other grades, and you know, added teachers and space, and <laughs> right. And we'll get into uh, that as we go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it it's a it's a neat location. It's up on a hill. Mm-hmm. And you kind of overlook the mighty Susquehanna there. Right. And up above it, we had uh, a soccer field. Well, it was soccer, and we also had like a an area for a baseball field that was off to the side. And um, we had a... Uh, yeah, we had the, we had the asphalt uh, basketball court up there. Right. With, um, they had the asphalt court with the chain basketball nets, yep. the metal basketball nets. I do remember that. And then uh, just across from there was the swings. And uh, I think we had monkey bars and maybe one other little. There was a merry-go-round and a slide. Merry-go-round, yeah. And then up above it was about three or four houses. Right. Uh, that lived up that way. One I think was the, what? well, I think the church or the, maybe even the school owned one of those houses at one time and, Essentially, was like a parsonage, parsonage yeah. for 
the youth pastor and I think even at one time one of the teachers lived there. There was a few teachers that lived up there. And I think at one point there was two or three. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point there was. I think they all eventually parted ways. But for them, it was very convenient. It, it was also probably very inconvenient if something happened at the school. Well, hey, uh, Mr. So-and-so, you you live right there. Can you check it out for us? <laughs> right, right, yeah. But, the, the, you know, we had a, a, it was like a gravel parking lot between the school and then the playground up there. And then across, directly across from the school was the church. And it had a very sloped, paved uh, asphalt parking lot. Right. And I remember going over there to play kickball. And that was always fun because you could essentially drop the ball and it would roll towards the batter or the kicker. You didn't really have to pitch the ball, you know. Right. And uh, just let gravity do its work. Also made for great, uh, uh, great donuts, but you usually got scolded after you know the first. <laughs> Speaking from experience, sorry, and people were actually amazed that I knew how to do donuts in a front-wheel drive car. But uh, <laughs> you could do a lot in that car. I do remember. That's our school. I'm not. I don't want to reveal any secrets because that's our. Whenever we get to driving <laughs> cars or whatever topic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, the building itself, the building the itself yeah. was really a rec- uh, the initial, I guess, original building was really just a rectangular shaped building. It was a steel building uh, with a couple white, I guess, pillars or something periodically. At the time, the flagpole was out, uh, I guess, right beside the driveway up to it with uh, mm-hmm. the wooden fence around it and you you literally just walked in a couple double set doors steel doors and you're right there there was no foyer there was no nothing to that yeah to that building i remember i remember going out there and clapping erasers oh uh, yes often yes often. <laughs> clapping the jog off the erasers right. um uh. but it was a like the hallway was really a like a u-shaped hallway uh squared mm-hmm. off but u-shaped and then um you had a a multi-purpose room was the best way to describe it because it served as our cafeteria and our gym for a lot of years, actually. And, yes. And then um, eventually, Got very creative with that space. We did as far as gym class. We did. I remember knocking down lots of the tables to to play basically street hockey indoors. Yeah. Uh, Crab soccer. Yeah. And the the ceilings were what maybe yeah, I don't know ten twelve feet high, and we would play uh, we would you know set the the lunch tables on their side to make this little arena for our hockey or crab soccer. But I remember that huge soccer rubber ball that we'd use for crab soccer. Yes, kicking that thing and it would go up in the air and. We were knocking out the the panels, ceiling tiles, the ceiling, yes. ceiling tiles out. Often, uh, often, yes. The, I don't know. It was to think about it. It didn't seem crammed, but I'm sure for our phys ed teacher, it was. Uh, he had to get real creative with the space to to play those games and such. And and he was very creative. Uh, he he mm-hmm. came up with stuff. I don't know. Us as kids, we were like, you know, whatever, this is, you know, I know at one point I thought this was lame. The street hockey knocking tables over type thing was always, you know, to me it was always lame. But (laughs) 
as an adult now, I'm like, you know what? That was actually pretty clever for doing what you had to do. Yeah, so. yeah. Then to contain the puck, you know, from going astray in the, or through the all window. places or yeah. the window. Yeah, very creative. I remember. I don't know if you remember this or not. And this sticks out in my mind as far as weird phys ed games. We went up to the basketball court. Yeah. And he introduced us to this game called Flicker Ball. And Flicker Ball was basically basketball, but with a football. And you were trying to throw the football, and you got so many points for hitting the backboard and so many if you actually made it through the hoop with the football. But you couldn't dribble, obviously. So you had to, you could like take one step, and then you had to pass it to somebody else, and he could take one step and <laughs> try to take a shot. I don't, remember I don't know. That. that game sticks out of my head. I have never probably played it since that one or two times or however many times we played it in school. No, I don't remember but that. I was like, what is this? Football and basketball combined. So you have to look that up on the on Google that. See if I that's actually so. uh, <laughs> something phys ed yeah. teachers did back then. But he also doubled as uh, he was – uh, an assistant coach with the the public school football team. So he had a lot of football, I guess, in his brain. And he did. Decided, oh, I'll just make up a game, maybe. <laughs> and he did. He did. You know, kudos to him because he did pretty well. Yeah. So um, I guess we'll just start by walking down the halls. What do you think? Okay. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> As you- I'm kind of winging it tonight, so I, you know. Well, I, we'll just I'm, start from our main, what we would call the main front door, which was the okay. first, first set of double doors. I guess we'll just take the left-hand turn, the left-hand side. That's okay. where all the classrooms were. Immediately, like I said, there's no foyer to this place. So the immediate to your left was a little hallway, a very known well hall, hallway, which was two things. The fun room, which was the, the storage room, janitor room is like the multi-purpose storage room, or the also very infamous principal's office. So you knew yeah. you were going, you know, if you made that turn, uh, <laughs> yeah, you had to make, make sure you kept going to the, to the janitor's closet or something. Did you ever go to the principal's office? I did um, twice. Twice? Twice. I can remember once. And I, I can't remember if I was actually paddled or if they just brought it out and was uh, threatening, threatening it. Because I think the paddle was one of those big wooden ones with the holes in it, oh, you know. Yeah. Uh, and for I, I get stuff trapped in my mind, and I don't know why stuff is connected. But I associate uh, Cheetos with my trip to the principal's office. Now, whether I was like spitting them at people, or <laughs> I don't know what I was throwing them, I have Cheetos in a trip to the principal's office in my brain. Well, the two so. the two events that were for me is I held a grudge for to the the woman at that time. Uh, uh, it was the pastor's wife, Mrs. White. Uh-huh. She was kind of acting as the principal. Anyway, I walked out and I dropped my books after school, and I just said literally like that. No idea what it was. I didn't say like "damn it" or whatever. I didn't say anything <laughs> like that. But that's what she heard. So she pulled me into the office and said, what did you say? I said, nothing. Well, you said something. I said, yeah. I said, no, you said something. I said, no, I didn't say anything. And we went back and forth. She was actually pushing me to say that I said it. And I said, I didn't say nothing. 
And then she said, who, wow. who told you how to say that? I'm like, no one. And she went round and round and round and, and I got in trouble, but she didn't write me up for much. But I mean, it was like, she was actually accusing me that I did something. And I, she was very strict. I remember having her as a sub a couple times mm-hmm. and you were like, there was no no passing that day. There, <laughs> you're oh, watching no. your P's and Q's. She was a hawk and too. She, yeah, she watched you like a hawk. The second episode uh, I was there, this is when some girl, I don't remember who, some girl's money went missing in the school. Was it a classroom? And mm-hmm. I dimed out, not purposely, because I saw Bob. Uh, we're we're going to do our best to alleviate last names to protect the innocents. <laughs> Uh, but okay. I remember seeing Bob messing with something like green paper. And I didn't think anything of it at the time. Did not associate it. And then all of a sudden, you know, people were passing. Hey, did anybody see people messing with you know, money? I said, well, I'm not trying to tattletale, but I saw Bob messing with something green, probably green paper, but I don't know. So, of course, we got dragged into her office. And she kept saying my story changed. I said, no. All I saw was something green. I have no idea what he was messing with. I don't know if it was money. I don't know if it was green paper. I don't know if it was green boogers. And of course, <laughs> that got me in trouble. So uh, I just she 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 dug stuff that was not truth out of you for being a Christian school. She she was like she wanted to get to the root cause, and there was no such thing as right. uh, no or whatever. No vagueness. That's she right. wanted to go deeper. Yeah. She, in I don't know, again, for some reason, she just seemed to, when she was subbed for the being a teacher, she always tried to make an impression on you. And all she did was like, hey, I'm smarter than you and you're going to fall in line, that kind of a thing. I remember one day she was subbing and she wrote on the board the longest word that I knew existed besides like, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> she wrote it up there. It was like, and she counted the letters. And again, these things stick in your brain. I don't know why, but the word was anti-disestablishmentarianism. And this oh, was wow. in that first. I thought I forgot about it, that. It, Thanks for bringing back that horror. <laughs> Jeez. I um, and it was in that first classroom on the left. So we must have been like fourth grade. Fourth grade. Yeah. When she subbed and she wrote that word on the board, and it was like. I don't know. It was like intimidation. Like, hey, you know, this is a word and I know it and it has 26 letters and what are you going to do about it? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but uh, yeah, I I tried to stay away. I went to the office a couple of times, but I don't remember being in that principal's office, but like one time. Right. And then that rec room back there, oh, there was tons of things to do back in there. Oh, um, yes. I would sneak back there. They had a helium tank, <laughs> one of those big, tall ones too. Yep. I mean, it was just, and I, I don't remember them blowing up that many balloons. I don't know what they used it for. You know, I know what <laughs> one of our friends did use it for. Ron. <laughs> well, he he would he would like take a sip and then try to make it back to the classroom to talk to people. <laughs> I think he was successful a couple. He times. was, and I remember it distinctly because this dude. <laughs> This guy, he was he was the class clown, really, is what he was. Oh, and he was the most – he would push the envelope as oh, much as he could. Beyond, and then, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and this, the, the, this guy, 
he had a high pitched voice. He could turn it to high pitched. And he would say <laughs> goofy things to Jason all the time. And this one time, I, I don't know how he didn't pass out, but he <laughs> filled himself up with helium, walked around the entire U shape. And I'm saying this is a fairly decent walk for holding in helium. <laughs> Brings in, he goes, Hey, how you doing? And we're just rolling, <laughs> cracking up because he hit the high pitch that he can do yeah. with the helium. With the helium, yeah, on top oh, of it. Oh, man, we were rolling. And I'm, I know, I think, I'm not sure if it was Mr. States, but I want to say it was him. And he was just, it was like beside himself. He didn't know whether to yell at him or just <laughs> yeah. go, you know, that's actually a pretty good one. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so we would go in there and we would sip the helium. And then the one incident in there that I remember, I don't think you were involved with this, Wyatt. I was um, not. You told me the story here recently. but It was uh, 11th or 12th grade had to have been. We kept our basketballs in there, and there was a medicine ball in there. Mm-hmm. And me and the two twin brothers, Matt and Mike, were in there, and we're tossing the medicine ball around to each other. And, you know, it's like nine pounds or something, so you get it, and you're like, Poof! You know, and it just kind of takes your breath away. And we would try to throw it as hard as we could at each other. And so we were going in a nice little, you know, triangular shaped pattern until I throw it. And Mike, either, I guess he thought we stopped. We stopped the little, you know, merry-go-round of throwing. Or he just didn't want to catch anymore and got out of the way. (laughs) So it goes flying and in that, corner that the the sidewall there was pipes water pipes uh pvc the large pvc pipes well of course the medicine ball hits the pipe and actually like separates a section out of there and the the medicine ball is still sitting there and the water is now shooting off of the medicine ball and straight towards us and just it was like literally like a fountain (laughs) nice and it's just water everywhere we run out of there hey we hit a pipe and our uh receptionist there secretary mrs bomb i'm sure she was freaking out and water is coming out of the the room out into the hallway and i remember us being there quite a while mopping it up and uh I, I I don't know. I don't I don't know who shut the water off or anything cuz at that point I was like, "Oh crap, we're in so much trouble." <laughs> <laughs> and my parents are going to have to pay for the water bill and stuff. Right. <laughs> we might have came back on a Saturday or something or after school to uh to clean it all up cuz it was just a mess. So that was a fun that's my memory about that <laughs> that room. <laughs> that rec room back there. I don't have too many stories about like that, except the helium with Russ. That's about the only one I got for that room. I mean, I, I know we, we had a chance to make a couple bucks, very little, but you know, we were allowed to make a couple bucks by cleaning up the lunchroom. So I remember going back there, you know, to fill the water bucket and drop the little dissolvable packets in there. And sometimes we would mess around with each other and go, is it one or two today? So, you know, one or two packets in there, you know, just, one or two lumps, that kind of crap. But uh, yeah, it didn't make it any more foamy. It was like, what's the point? Is this enough? You know? Yeah. How many uh, milk cartons were crushed today or popped in the cafeteria? I guess it depends on how much soap you need in there. Yeah. Ask Jason about that one. Mr. 
chocolate milk pop. Oh man, it was like in that that room, that cafeteria. You know, it was a large room, and it echoed. Oh yeah. So when the teachers were bark at somebody for throwing food it. or something, you knew it. Yeah, it echoed. And those milk cartons back then, you know, once you drink it and you push the top down just a little bit, and you make this nice little square container. And you stepped on that thing, man. It sounded like a shotgun in that room. I mean, it was so loud. And I can remember Russ mainly, but their crew. Uh, and once in a while, one of us from our class would be brave enough to pop one during lunch <laughs> and like <laughs> scoot the <laughs> scoot the evidence under somebody else's table or something, you know. And uh, all right, you know, I can just hear Mister Moore screaming it at everybody for doing that the better question but, uh, is when did he not yeah no, we not- would save those milk cartons you know sometimes it'd be if you'd find one in your locker or, <laughs> you know from a couple of days later that you meant to pop outside or or do that and oh do you remember over in the uh when we were over in the church somebody popped one in the hallway oh, yes i remember and there was still some in it and it was like oh, a it disaster was, it like everywhere all over the door it was chocolate milk too yeah Went over the door, the wall, the carpet. Man, there were some uh, teachers angry that day. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the cafeteria. We haven't, that we've jumped well, the room because, you know, on that well, left hand side, yeah. we had our, that's where we first met, which, which was the fourth grade. That was Mrs. Livergood's classroom. And, third and fourth grade. Yeah, third and fourth grade. Together. That, mm-hmm. that, um, that school loved to marry the the grades. Every grade, I think, except kindergarten, was married together. So you know, you, get, you did first and second, then third and fourth, and so Up forth. Until what? When we were when we got moved over to the church when they were renovating, that was eighth. So we kind of had our own class there. I don't, I don't think seventh. so because I because I think seventh grade was over there as well because you know my cousin Bernie was there over there as well. So I want to say it. They were still shared over there. It could have been. Anyway, yeah, it was uh, – they put those grades together. And uh, that room, besides the uh, Mrs. White and her 26-letter word, I, I got another specific memory about fourth grade. And we were doing uh, some kind of art project. And we were mixing paint in cups, like the styrofoam cups. And I, again, I can't remember what the project was. All I remember is the the mixing because we were using straws. We didn't have like anything else to mix the paint with. And I, I guess maybe we were just making different colors or something to, to draw with. Anyway, well, when you have a cup and you have a straw, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to tempt fate by seeing how much you can suck the paint up through the straw before it actually gets to your mouth. And I remember, you remember Ronice? I do. It was her. She. Oh, just I remember this and, now. Yes. And took a took a swig, and her lips were like purple, and her teeth <laughs> was like purple. Oh, big old swig of the thing. And oh man, we were just rolling. <laughs> I felt I bad. Remember for that her, now? But, uh, yeah, she just went up to the thing, you know, and. <laughs> that had to taste awful. Oh, beyond. In the mouth. I remember <laughs> for fourth grade, I remember us playing the 
uh, what was it? The thumb, the thumbs up game where you, you're supposed to cover your head and stick your thumb up. And then someone walked around kind of like duck, duck, yeah. goose. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you and put you, your thumb down. Yeah. And then you had to kind of guess who that was. I think it was what the game was. And I do remember that. Wow. And, I hadn't thought about that in a while. I, you know, I got you, I, you know, I played this. I don't, we played this. I don't know. It was on a regular basis. And I did not realize I had the advantage at some point. I had my hand a certain way and I had, I think my right hand out. So I had my left arm like on the desk and I had my eyes open. Not that I could see anybody. And then I recognized I saw someone pass by on my stinking watch. I'm like, oh, dude, I got a mirror. This is so cool. So I started, I started watching, you know, who it was. And I got dimed out like big time. I can't remember by who. Like, he can see in his watch. And I'm like, how do you know I'm using my watch? I, I argued the whole thing. I remember that. Oh, I do remember that game. Yeah. Wow. wow. Now, okay, so I'm thinking from there across the hall, there was some other room. I don't think it was a classroom, but I remember having a computer class in a room yeah. across the hall. Well, there was three rooms on that side. You had from the entrance, you had the secretary's room, uh, Mrs. Baum. Yeah. And then, yes, there was that other room, which was like a multi-purpose classroom. We had that class, the computer class there. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, where Mr. Moore and I had a small discussion yelling uh, about waiting for the computer program. Right. And then there was the boys, the bathroom. men's boys bathroom. Right. And, uh, well, yeah, I remember that class in, you know, it was the old uh, black screen with green, <laughs> green type. And yeah, he yeah. was using like some kind of overhead to show us the terms. And it was like, the vocab terms were like RAM and ROM and I don't know, whatever, whatever the uh, computer lingo was at the time. And that was, was that fifth grade or fifth or sixth grade? Fifth or sixth, yeah. That we were in there learning computers. So that's like, what, uh, 85, 85, yeah. 86. Who knows, yeah. God knows what we were using at the time. But that was my first introduction to computers. And that was the um, Apple II C, I think, or E, one of the two. I think it was the C. Was it? Okay. And that, I remember that little room and it being dark because he was using the, the overhead to, you know, to teach us. Right. And then we would take turns at the computer. I do remember there being a computer in the library because that's where I first played um, Oregon Trail. And there was also like a Treasure Island I, don't, I guess it was Apple II or Apple game on those big five five inch floppies. Was it? <laughs> oh yeah, five. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. Five and a it quarter. It was. It was. It was based on the book Treasure Island, and you were. It was just one of those things where you okay go choose this or this path, and you go this path, and you meet this guy, and he tells you to go do this. Well, then you you know you make another choice, and that was that kind of a game. Uh, I remember playing that in the library, which is around the, I'm getting ahead of myself again. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, we can keep going unless you got something else there. But Not, not really. I don't remember too much, honestly, in those, you know, yeah. uh, other than the, the little computer programming incident. Right. I don't remember much. So we, we round the corner on your left hand side is the, the lunchroom that we, we've been talking about. 
And on the right was nothing. There was nothing on that wall except water fountains on either end of that right. uh, wall. But dead ahead of you on the far end of the building, I suppose, uh, the other uh, wing would be uh, another classroom. I think that was yeah, where 5th and 6th started. And that had the crayon burner. Is that where that was? I'm pretty sure that we had uh, our heat in those rooms were those little electric. Uh, yeah. Electric panels that ran along the, the baseboards there. And uh, I don't know if it was some younger kids that were in there over the weekend or during some event. Anyway, they uh, put a bunch of crayons inside the heater. And when we cranked it up, Oh, the smell, you know, that burnt <laughs> crayon smell. It just, that's, I associate that smell with that room. <laughs> uh, the crayon burner heater. And there was really no getting rid of that thing. They, I'm sure they took it apart and tried to clean all that crap out of there. But years later, it still stunk. <laughs> well, there was another odor in that particular room that well, well dwarfed that one. Uh-oh. And I still remember this distinctly. I'm sure you do too. And that being uh, a young girl by the name of Jamie. And she came in quite literally smelling like a skunk. And she mistaken, mistook a skunk as a cute little cat. And I remember the story. I don't know how vividly, but she supposedly was out like chasing this skunk in her bathrobe, got sprayed, went back in to try to shower herself and then dumped like 10 tons of perfume, which did not work. Still showed up to school. And still smelled like a skunk. And everybody had their, you know, all the school doors. We had metal doors. This is a concrete on the inside. It was concrete walls. So they had these, you know, steel doors. And every single person had the doors open because it was just that bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. This is also the same class that I remember Melanie. She had... um, I guess it was over the summer or she went to the Y or something and somehow her hair got bleached. Remember it turned like green or something like that? I remember that. Yes. Yeah. She, I don't know if she tried to dye it or what happened or whatever she was using in her hair and from the swimming pool Mm -hmm. chemicals or something. (laughs) Turned it green. (laughs) Mr. Moore's class. And he, when Mr. Moore was upset. You knew it. You knew it. And of course, his is right there at the end of the hallway. So as the as his voice projected from that room, it went straight down that hallway. So you could hear it. I mean, it was like a loudspeaker from that room, it seemed like. And he would get into those rages, man. Oh, yes. And he would throw stuff. I remember him being in the back of the room. I don't know who was it that pissed him off that day. He threw a pen, like an ink pen, and it stuck in the chalkboard. You remember that? I don't remember it sticking we in the all chalkboard. Like, How do you get a pen to stick in the chalkboard? And it like st- stuck there for a second and it fell. I mean, it wasn't like it just, you know, embedded itself. But yeah, he would throw chalk. I remember him throwing that ink pen. <laughs> Man, he, he would get upset. I also remember, though, this is... um. Our, to do our lunch, like our hot lunch and our milk, we had these tokens. They yep. were red and blue. Yep. And we held them for, in uh, 
old 35 millimeter uh, film bottles back in the day. <laughs> yes. And so the game was, and if you're cool, you know, he would get out those little uh, canisters, the film canisters with your, you know, uh, tokens in for that week. And he'd throw it to you and you'd catch it. And if you're cool, you'd catch it or you'd, it would be over your head and you'd reach up and catch it behind you or something. And, you know, you could show off and, and that kind of a thing. If you dropped it, well, then you were a, the klutz for the day or whatever. Which was me. <laughs> so he would toss the thing and he tossed them, you know, like girls and stuff. And I'm, I'm not saying girls aren't athletic or anything. Some of them are very athletic, but <laughs> most of the girls in our class were like ducking and yeah. Uh, he would toss those and then you'd get out what you need and you'd put them back in the box when you went to lunch. And then there were some days when he would let other kids, the kids from the class, you know, pass them out. I can't remember if he let us throw them, but um, yeah, I remember that pretty vividly too about that class. Yeah. I don't remember much else about fifth and sixth. Mm-mm. Um. I guess we'll move on down the hallway. The next room was obviously seventh and eighth. Again, on the left-hand side, uh, that was mm-hmm. uh, I think Mr. Mr. Ray. Mr. Ray was seventh, and then we had. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was over in that building. And then when we were in eighth grade, is when they that's right built the addition onto the school to allow for more classrooms and to expand a little bit, and they moved us over into the church to their like Sunday school rooms essentially became classrooms right. for uh, a year. I guess it was about a year. Um, and we had Mr. Wallace, um, who was a fitness guru. Bike. Like he was a big was, into uh, to biking. Yeah. Lance, yeah. Was it Lance Armstrong? He was a big. No, it was the guy before Lance Armstrong. And uh, it's going to kill me Chuck, uh, who it is. Is it tour de France? I want to say it was Greg something. Oh. Um, that was like his idol. And I think there was like uh, <laughs> posters and stuff in the room. And Well, the one episode of being in Mr. Ray's room, I remember. Uh, Greg Lamond was the guy's name. Okay. Actually, there was two events. One was kind of pretty disheartening. That was about the time my parents were divorced and I was just not focused at school and whatever. And I remember... He pulled me specifically aside. And everybody else had to wait for the class to go and start. And I'm mm-hmm. in there and he goes, what's your problem? And he scatters my paper, you know, and it was all loose leaf. I didn't have it in a binder that day. So it's all over. And he just, what's your problem? I'm like, I'm kind of not wanting to answer. I said, what problem? And of course that set him off just like Mr. Moore's like, you got a freaking problem. Blah, blah, blah. He just started barking <laughs> at me. I'm like, my parents are divorcing. I, really don't care about being in school. And I remember saying that pretty well vividly. And he's like, Oh, Oh, well, uh, well, don't I feel like a horse's patoot. <laughs> what pissed me off. I was so livid at him. I wanted to, I honestly, this is probably the first time I wanted to sock someone. And it was him. Cause he sat there. Well, pick up the paper. Oh, I'm like, you tossed it. You pick it up. You don't <laughs> tell the teacher. I said, I guess you didn't hear that what I just said earlier. So I just picked it up and that moment on, I'll be quite honestly, I, he had no respect for me um, <laughs> for a long, long time. That's the crazy positive. Though, yeah. He was a, 
couple things I can't say on our G-rated show. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm one that I've, I've learned my grudges are getting lightened up, but for years I held a grudge. And if I ever would have seen him, I would have, I would have ran my car into his or something. <laughs> I was not happy with that guy just for that one act. But no, the other one that was the light, more lighthearted one. Remember, there would be times where he would say he'd dismiss us to lunch. And he'd say, if you're wearing this color or that color, and I remember distinctly, and I'm sorry, <laughs> Melanie, I'm, I'm really going to embarrass you now, but he said, if anybody's wearing green, they can go to lunch. And it was like the week prior, he said, anywhere, like anywhere on your body. <laughs> With her hair. <laughs> so, no, 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 no. It was not her hair. Because <laughs> he specifically said, if you're wearing green underwear, Boom! She oh, left. Okay. And we're like, whoa! And I'm me being the seventh grade boy, you know, things starting to really work. I'm like, oh, that's that's just, oh, hey, hey, you got green panties on, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So I don't remember him doing that. That's all I remember about really that. Um, I have a calendar. I think it was from that year that he had, and it was like. Uh, vegetables that were dressed up like famous people. Like there was uh, Albert Einstein, but he was like a cucumber. And it, they they had the silly names to go with the guy. I still have that calendar, and I'm pretty sure it's from that year being in his classroom. I requested if I could have it at the end of the year. Yeah. I remember uh, you said that, and I just had another memory it might have been Mr. Moore's class, but there was one episode where they asked us to bring in our, you can't do this now. We'd be all arrested by now. Uh, <laughs> but they asked us to bring our own fake handguns. Do you remember this? Where you could bring no. in like your Nerf, as long as it didn't have any bullets or not bullets, bullets, but like right. Nerf, Nerf ammunition or something. He was trying to do an illustration for some class, like literature or something. And we were supposed to basically like, the Hatfields and McCoys type thing. We were supposed to act oh, it out with the handguns. Okay. And I remember specifically bringing in my plastic little pistol, you know, click, 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 click. And, you know, <laughs> I remember that. And now thinking back on, holy cow, we would have been. <laughs> That's great. I don't remember that at all. That whole building would have been raised by, you know, doing that now. <laughs> and in a church of all places. <laughs> yeah, Christian school. Uh, guns and God, praise them. Oh, sorry. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> but uh, as far as the rest of that building, we don't have much. We can't really explain. We There, there was one more classroom on the left. We didn't get there because <laughs> we moved over. Uh, right. but on the right-hand side was the girls' room. And then up from that was only one room, which was the the library at the time. It had a fair amount of books. Uh, obviously, there was a computer. I don't remember there being a computer in there, but Jason does. But that was all I remember, except maybe some more lunchroom gags i don't really remember anything more in that building there's a couple lunchroom gags if i may go ahead one in particular let me see if i i, I made notes because i wanted to there was a um, oh the salt that lunch go ahead the, the salt shaker gag for i think i was actually a little bit older but i someone had taught me how you could basically you know you could make a salt shaker not work by slipping a piece of napkin underneath the, the screw cap. So mm-hmm. I started doing that almost on a daily routine with the, with the teacher's <laughs> desk. 
So I would do that, and I I wouldn't mess with the pepper because it was kind of obvious. We had white napkins, but I would mess with the salt shaker just about all the time. So I would just screw one on there and then just slowly peel off, you know, the remnants. And quite often I would look over to see who I got, and most of the time it was Mr. Smeal I got. (laughs) And then you'd see that little smug face like, and then, you know. I remember doing that, and I remember – because you introduced me to this song, about every time I had hot lunch, which was only two times a week, it was Tuesdays and Thursdays, mm-hmm. I would sit after lunch specifically, I'd say, dinner, you ate it. There is none left from Run DMC. You be illin. I'd just do that. <laughs> it, was, it was like a routine I started to do just for gotcha. fun. Mm-hmm. I did ruin your uh, <laughs> your lunch experience with uh, Run DMC. Didn't ruin mine. I loved it. Uh, but as I got older <laughs> and started thinking about it, because I, I know some of the people I sat with, their moms were in the lunchroom. I started wondering, hmm, what if they think I don't like the moms cooking or whoever's in there? Because, you know, they were all volunteers. <laughs> they were all moms typically. Right. So I didn't want – and I'm, I say years later, I'm like in my early 20s, like thinking back on those days going, oh, dude, I hope my aunt – didn't get you know i don't my cousin didn't tell my aunt that you know i hated her food because i'm sitting there rapping about oops right. i didn't realize it was a can of dog food you know <laughs> that kind of thing so yeah what i was gonna say that lunchroom it has a couple other memories i remember the school store oh yeah on i guess it was on fridays fridays they would do school store which was basically just they would uh you could buy candy <laughs> I remember getting there was actually uh, a series of football cards that came yep. with uh, like candy canes. They, they were like sticks, though. It was called Stars and Stripes. I still have those cards that I would get there all the time. And then my buddy Kurt would get the cow tails. He loved those dang cow tails, the caramel with the white cream filling. I was trying to think what else that they we would always get runts and oh man. They were up Fridays to base- were the bomb. Baseball cards, because that's where I bought a lot of my baseball cards. Was actually from there. Okay. Uh, and then so there was one year. Fun. There was one year I tried to do a school newspaper, and I had a lot of obstruction. Is probably the best way to put it. From oppositions, is better. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the staff, the school staff, because they were like, "How are you gonna put it all together?" I'm like, "I'll figure it out." So I just. You know, a couple of pages, nothing big. And then they started, well, how much are you going to charge? I'm like, oh, I don't know. You know, how much does the paper cost? Well, the paper's free, but, you know, the printer costs right. like, the toner and all that. So they're they just like, whatever. I said, okay, 50 cents, 35 cents. I don't know. So they just, they had a lot of opposition. But finally, I just, I did it. And I remember Mr. Moore distinctly saying, hey, we got the, the Crusader News or whatever I called it at the time. You know, hey, you know, pick up a copy up here at the school store. And uh, <laughs> it sold halfway decent. I don't know how much it really sold. I think there was like a, 10 copies or whatever. Because I remember the idea was get a couple people that would kind of do reporter stuff, you know, mm-hmm. learn about the teachers. I think the story was on Mrs. Fleming asking stuff about her, made a little find a word thing on the puzzle in the back. <laughs> school news like what's happening i don't remember this at all man it only lasted one issue i was a little pissed uh, because it, <laughs> that's probably yeah <laughs> because i started it and then mrs bomb she was kind of the, the the big opposition she's like well i don't think this is going to be very practical 
because the 50 cents or whatever the cost was, was not enough to warrant or cover the costs of the 10 papers or whatever I printed. I'm like, really? Really? And that's kind of what the tone I got. I said, well, <laughs> how much? Because I asked. And she just went round and round and round. I said, so what you're telling me is just quit. And she's like, well, do you have time? And she went, uh, we went round and round and finally I'm like, well, screw it. I probably said it a lot nicer at that time frame, but I basically said in my mind, well, screw it. It ain't worth it Yeah, to have that much headache. Because I was like, I want to say it was sixth or seventh grade. I started it. Wow. It was, yeah. Well, cool, man. That was, I, I just don't remember that at all. I remember because um, it was on pink paper. You know, our school <laughs> got a lot of their paper pretty much for free or very cheaply from the local printing company, Kurtz Brothers. Uh, that was the big industry, book industry, paper goods industry there in that town. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they knew someone or if it was like, you know, excess paper or whatever, how they got it. But a lot of the paper was free. It was the toner for that printer, copier, rather. That's what cost them a lot of money. So I remember it being a big deal because you had to actually go ask, hey, can I make three copies of such and such at one time? <laughs> then when you were allowed to actually use it because you figured it out, Mrs. Baum actually liked that eventually because you knew how to push the print button or you know how to push three and print or whatever. Yeah. 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 That's about all. I, yeah. I remember the school store quite a bit. Baseball cards mostly. Don't remember buying much else. I'm sure I bought gum or Snickers or something that talk, periodically. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't, I guess we didn't really talk about on the other side of the cafeterias where they finally built our gym. Well, I wasn't going to worry about the expansion until we came kind of back from across the street. But we can do that. That's fine. I can't. I guess that was was that the same time as the the addition was built that they built the gym. Yeah, they built basically simultaneously. They built basically they built on either end of this building. They they to a degree they they cut off the doorways from both sides, the exit doors, and then just built on. Now I remember back where the gym, before the gym was there, there was like a field, and that's where we would have our like field day each year. Yep, yep. You remember, and we would do little events: the the three legged race and the sack race and all those crazy little events. And the one that I remember is the egg toss, and you know you get the just the regular egg, and you and your partner would stand, you know, a couple feet apart and then you'd take a step back and take a step back until you're several feet away and you're trying to catch this egg in midair. And I can't remember who my partner was. Uh, it might've been, uh, one of the twins there. And we, we, I could have sworn this egg was hard boiled because (laughs) we were out there. We were the last ones. We won the, you know, we won the competition or whatever, but we're still backing up and we're launching this egg and I'm not sure how it's not breaking. Cause I remember a couple of times it like hit the ground and it was grass. It wasn't really a hard surface back there, but it would hit the ground and bounce like a raw egg, you know, and <laughs> we're okay. We'll just keep on going until this thing breaks. <laughs> that was the only role. And we just stepped back and stepped back and I can't remember who, you know, actually broke, but, we were like amazed. This was like we picked the best egg out of the lot. <laughs> yeah. I had a similar experience, uh, but it was actually at a birthday 
party, uh, uh-huh. friend Leafs, who coincidentally lived right across the street from the school. Right. Um, but uh, we were playing toss, the, you know, the egg toss game. And I was playing with, I think it was his older brother's girlfriend. That We were teamed up. And it was just like you said, it was like we were tossing and tossing. And we were quite a bit away. And we're like, how were we, one, how are we catching this thing? Two, <laughs> how are we catching it? That's And it's not, you know, breaking. Yeah. And finally, I, I lobbed it what I thought was gently and I guess it wasn't. And it finally got her, got her right on her, like right above on her chest. So (laughs) (laughs) she was, she was like laughing the whole time was fun, but it was, I'm like, man, we almost won. But um, yeah, well, I, I know, even though I remember, I know have those memories being back there. It was really nice when we got the gym and. Oh yeah. It was weird. We, they put in that sports carpet. And you know and it's and it's still for, there today. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Not sure why. I obviously the it's a little bit softer than just having concrete there. Now, they didn't do any well, hardwood or anything, but we had to learn for the first you know six months to stop, drop, and roll on that thing, or you get a carpet burn that looked like a tattoo on your leg <laughs> for a couple weeks. Well, I remember the, the reasoning behind it, I think, I'm pretty sure it was because a lot of the church, that that school was also a multi-purpose building for the church. So the church mm-hmm. could use it at whim. They used it for Sunday school for a lot of years. Uh, that's where I met Jenny, um, mm-hmm. helping her, her mom out in Sunday school there. But the idea was they held a lot of wild game banquets. And the idea was that that carpet was for the fancy oh, yeah. dinners fancy events so it was a dual purpose rather than straight you know, hardwood floor for for a basketball court the wild game dinners oh yeah. gosh dude i went to several of those same here that was well that, I, I remember those mainly in the cafeteria mm-hmm. and they brought in the guy from pbs don't remember his name but he had uh, a series of shows uh, great America, great. What was it? Oh, I don't remember I'm, that. I'm Marty Stoffer. Marty Stoffer is the guy's name. Oh wow, he, I forgot uh, about that. Uh, it it was like a it was on PBS, and he came one time to do a Wild America. Holy crap! I can't believe I remember that. Marty Stoffer and Wild America. He came and did like this whole demonstration. For us, I, I, I guess it was a national kind of a show that was uh, on PBS. And he came to the the Wild Game during that one time. I was like, wow, this guy's cool. It was like, you know, Jack Hanna on Johnny Carson. <laughs> it right, was that, right. that kind of a uh, feeling. Um, but man, yeah, they had some, we ate some crazy stuff at those Wild Game dinners. More than just venison. All- yeah, it was all donated. So you might be eating bear or you know snake, squirrel. Uh, there was some, yeah. There was some like exotic stuff. I remember having like buffalo and yep, shark and some crazy stuff from you know those guys that would go deep sea fishing. And there's a couple guys that would go on safaris and um, out west and hunt elk and you know all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that yep. would uh, that would come to those. That was a great memory. I forgot about those dinners. That was yep. that was pretty pretty fun. 
But that, that gymnasium, when they added it on, they built, uh, of course, now we actually had a, truly had boys and girls locker rooms now. They actually yeah. had a storage room for all the sports gear. Right. Yeah. And then there was this. Do you remember? This, go ahead. No, there was this mile-long stairwell to get to the, really it was the rafters. That's the best way to put it. And that's where our sound booth slash video platform was to watch the games. Because I was, I'm the sound guy. I started doing sound for the church, well, really the school, uh, in the fifth grade. And that was because um, Mr. Braniff had asked me yep. if I was interested. And I think my co- he asked my cousin Bernie as well. And I figured out all the ins and outs, like how to wire stuff up pretty rapidly. But, you know, we just sit there and turn on and off and, you know, adjust the volumes, whatever. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, we would do that. And, and you know, that's how he, Mr. Smeal tied me into doing the video. And then him being seasick and I was never allowed to videotape ever again. Uh, I don't hey. remember being up in that room at once. <clears throat> It was, like I said, it was like being up in an attic is exactly yeah. what it looked like. There was no frills or anything. It was, the sound system wasn't like a, something they bought third hand, whatever. <laughs> and they just slapped it on a little, like an old school desk. The old school desk is like true desk, not, not the combined mm-hmm. chair and desk. But anyway, <laughs> it did, it did work out. Do you remember, uh, you might've not, cause you weren't playing, you didn't play basketball, but. I mean, it might've been for everybody. Cause it was part of the, uh, I think it was part of phys ed where Mr. Moore set up this game called tips and we would go, it was throughout the day. It might've been like during when we had like study hall or something too, that we would go back to the gym and it was basically a two man team shooting free throws. And we had two baskets along the sidewall there besides the, you know, the ones on the court. And so you could get like four games going at the same time. And uh, I'm trying to remember the rules, but it was mainly just shooting free throws. And if you missed, you try to, the other people in the I basket try to put now. it back up and in. And we would, we had like a league. It was like a, an ongoing tournament. And we would, I think at one point we did uh, like co-ed. And so it was uh, one guy, one girl that was doing the teams. And I remember just, that was a great like break from the schoolwork during the day because, you know, we knew it, you know, whatever it was, 1030 or, or something. When you had a little bit of time, you could go and get your game of tips in and then, you know, come back, go to lunch, have other classes. And then whenever we had phys ed, we would uh, continue the tournament and stuff, but he had that going. And I remember playing that, well, it was probably one of the first things I remember doing in the gym, uh, other than basketball practice. But yeah, that was it. Was I don't know? It was neat. It was finally nice to have our own gym because we. Oh yeah. I played basketball with the varsity essentially from eighth grade on, and we were going down to the YMCA, which yep. was a short court on both sides the three point line couldn't even extend the whole way down <laughs> on either side. It was short. So, and it was, I believe it was short in length as well. And the other one was, uh, we would go to Bigler and play at the, uh, the civic center, there, civic center. And they had just like straight concrete floors. And those things hurt, man, when you hit the deck and it was very slippery. 
Uh, I remember all the time trying to get some extra traction or something. You know, if you, if you got old tennis shoes or sneakers that you were wearing, you were ruined because <laughs> you would slide on that floor right. like crazy. I did start out with basketball. I think I played like I was a part of two games, and that's when my mom pulled me out for her reasons. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't oh, really? thrilled about it because I remember going to practices, and I remember going to the Y for a game, maybe mm-hmm. a second game, and then after that, that was that was the length of yeah. my basketball career. And then there was – I also joined the, the flag football team in one year. and there you remember was remember that now. But there was only like two or three games out of the whole season, yeah. year, whatever we did. Well, we couldn't find anybody else to play. <laughs> That's true because we only play with the Christian schools. You know, yeah. That was the school, stipulation. The other schools that were in our quote-unquote league were so quirky. And they were small like us and probably a lot of them were at churches. And they played at some weird gyms as well. And right. that's why I was so grateful to have our gym, which was regulation size, <laughs> even though I had the carpet and you didn't get that true basketball sound when you bounced the ball. It was, there's just so much space. We played at a place. I'm going to go on a little tangent here because okay. I got to talk about these places we played at. We played at an armory and uh, I think that was in Huntington. I played there. Yep. And there was lockers that were like a foot off of the the court. So if yep. you you know diving for a ball that way, you had to be careful cuz you like knock yourself out on these lockers and they went the whole length of the court. And I remember the bleachers were up on the like okay. like up above right yes. behind a a no, mesh or something. No. No, no, no. Now that's the chicken coop. We played another. We played another school. That might have been Huntington as well. That's the we one I remember place, to be at. Coop. That that court was so small. the The half court circle touched the three point line. It was so short, and then on either side as well. And it had these huge rafters that hung down. So half the court was pretty much unplayable for shots because you would hit those rafters up there. And, oh, my gosh, that just killed me. And, of course, their whole team was made up to their plays and everything was so – everybody's shooting from the side where the rafters aren't. And it took you a while to get accommodated to that. And there was no room out of bounds under the basket. So when you're going to do a layup, you had to stop yourself from running into this carpeted wall behind you. (laughs) And then you're right, the the stands, you had just enough – room on one side of the floor for a row of chairs for the bench. And then above that was the stands and there was chicken wire (laughs) essentially that you would keep people from falling out of the stands onto the court. So that was the chicken coop. And gosh, we just, there was just so many schools like that in places that, you know, start up little schools that didn't have a gym and we had to deal with what we had around us. So I remember we playing at the we get that gym. Well, I remember playing at the Y in Clearfield. I remember the chicken coop and I remember for some reason Dubois Central Christian. Uh, Dubois had a, a nice court. That yeah. was regulation. There was nothing weird about that. Right. That was the only places I remember playing at and that's that was the extent of my career was those. Yeah. I think the Y was our practice 
it was. was. That's that's yeah. why I remember being there. Mainly practice. We did have a couple games there, but yeah, it was mainly for our practices. That was when I was eighth, I think eighth and ninth grade. Yeah. Well, no, it would have been eighth grade because then ninth grade we would have had the gym. So anyway, that was a little sports tangent there, but. <laughs> well, you are the sports guy, but yeah, I mean it's gym related. We 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 had our Did fun. Did you play soccer? Gym. No, you didn't no. play soccer. I didn't even know we. I mean, aside from we we PE, had yeah. Well, there was maybe one or two years that we had somewhat of a soccer league, and I remember there was a guy. Uh, his name was Kurt, not the Kurt that I'm close with that you would right. know it was another Kurt he was an upperclassman and he played goalie and one day we were up there practicing and he had some chewing tobacco and he was showing off or whatever and he had a big chaw in and I guess we were up there and Mr. Moore had either taken the practice off or had to go somewhere anyway anyway he put the chew in and uh Mr. Moore came back and like almost surprised him and he i remember i don't know if he like swallowed the whole thing (laughs) he turned like green man and like threw up and it was just (laughs) the nastiest thing and it probably was good for me because i've never got into chewing tobacco and never will because of what my memory of that day but that's what i remember about our soccer team (laughs) Nice. Don't know why that is, you know. In that field up there, you know, we we played our flag football up there and soccer, and we would play baseball once in a while and in gym and phys ed. Just, yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a, a stadium by any means, but it served its purpose. It was multi purpose. <laughs> running laps around there, you know, training when we were running track. You ran track for a couple years, right? Yeah, I did. Um, I loved it. I seem to be best at um, was the one hundred meter dash, and then uh, mm-hmm. you did one of, the, one of the relays too. Yeah, didn't you? I did one of the relays because I remember I picked up like a spot because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so we would run laps up there around that field all the time. Yeah, uh, and I remember that field. I remember Mr. Moore. We were running. I remember Mr. Moore distinctly like. Saying something like, he's going to get you, he's going to get you. Because there was something like, he was pairing us up to run laps <laughs> around. And it was the white line that he had painted uh-huh. up there. So he's like, he's, he's catching up to you, catching up to you. And I'm like, no, he's not. No, he's not. And then <laughs> Mr. Moore's like laughing because he's like, he's talking while he's running. That's good. <laughs> so. uh, oh, and I hated that because when we were playing soccer too, you know, that whole hill it was up on a hill, the the field. And then yep. you had this whole bank that went right down to the highway and you hit a soccer ball down there. You're chasing it for a <laughs> hundred yards to get it. And it, it right. Uh, and most of the time it was not like mowed or anything. So you'd, you'd be walking into like three or four foot high brush to try to find this and hope that it didn't make it down to the highway, which was right down below it. Right, so, <laughs> and hoping there weren't any snakes around. That's true. Our area, we had did have. Gosh. So, all right. What else? What else we want to get into? I don't know how long we've been going, but we can quite a ways. <laughs> I think we should traverse over to the the church. Okay. So we 
resided for what about two years? Maybe well, one it year. Was at least one. It was at least one full year. I think eighth grade that we were over in the church. I can't remember exactly when it reopened and we right. went over to uh, the, the school, back to the school for high school so, mainly. But. So about eighth grade, we went over to the school and, and again, you'll, you'd have to really Google it to, to see what the shape of this church was like. It was kind of like, at least the hallways were set up in a, uh, in a V type shape. Yeah. And we would always walk in typically the main entrance of the church, the main doors, and, uh, oh, see, I remember going in the the door, the first door on your left that was near the chapel. Sometimes we did that, but most of the time, like we, starting school, when we came back when we came back from lunch. This is what we would do because that there was like like you said there was a V shape on the left side down towards the chapel. There was no classrooms down there, and they usually kept it dark down that hallway. And all the other classrooms were on the you know the the upper end of the, the V. So we would come in on the lower end, go in that door after lunch and people would just start running down the hallway. I don't know if it, they were scared of the dark or why this became a habit. Well, what some of us learned was you could try to get over there early and you lay down in the hallway and people start running and they just trip over you. <laughs> I mean, they would run full bore and just, they would hit, you know, you'd have to be careful because you hit the side of you. You could, it's like kicking you in the ribs, you know. Right. But they, <laughs> you could, you could trip some people. Let me tell you, coming back from lunch down that dark hallway, if you got over there before the, the people you knew was going to start, you know, in that door and start running. Remember that a lot. <laughs> nice. But yeah, all the classrooms are down the other end and we, we would trade out classrooms for different, teachers and classes and stuff. We weren't in the same classroom all day right. because I remember the last classroom was Mr. States. Yeah. And that's, that's where we had the chalkboard was in the very front of the room. The door was in the very back of the room and there was computers set up back there, but you could easily and uh, a, a trio of fellows did it all the time, sneak out the back of the class when he was turned to look at the chalkboard or something. And if he didn't catch you, you know, right away, you, you could you could get a nice running start and <laughs> essentially hang out in the church somewhere. While, <laughs> yeah, while they were having class in those classrooms. Well, some of them that were that backed up from the sanctuary had these curtains on the. Yep, it had to be on the outside because those trio of guys would sneak out of class and then you see the curtains moving <laughs> in the sanctuary as they, you know, ran past or they would pull back the curtains and wave to people <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> and they would go up and they would hide in like the baptistry and oh my gosh. They were just uh all the time on the the teachers hit list. <laughs> oh yes. We're sneaking out of class, and oh man, well, it was. It seemed like it was almost every day that they did that. It probably was. The couple things I remember: our homeroom was Mr. Wallace's room, and uh, the, the couple things I remember there 
one, uh, and I guess I guess it was the age for us guys, boys, mm-hmm. but it, that's when we really developed flatulence, and he hated that. So he had to make you. He would make you spell out the definition if he caught you. That only affected. Caught- that only affected me once because I was a freaking fart ball. That's all I did. And he's like, <laughs> he'd, I remember him catching me often, but he never made me write it very often. He was the definition guy because I remember getting caught with spitballs one day, and he made me and several other yep. people write the definition of straw. And the definition of straw in the dictionary was like half a page. And I don't know how many times we had to write. It, it was like 50 times or something. It felt like forever. And it made me be careful not to get caught with spitballs again. The other episode uh, in that specific, uh, there's two other ones, actually. One is this guy, and I, I, I guess I applaud him, but it was the creepiest thing to ever see. He would show us, young kids, Christian or not, satanic-type movies to kind of give us just basically a situational awareness of what's out there. And it would scare the crap out of me. Years later, I, under, I understood it and, and respected it. But at the, at the time, I'm like, really? I don't remember this at all. Yeah, we, it was like parents' permission, too, that we were allowed to see this. But it was like how, you know, how the satanic worship went on or practice Jeez. was. Yeah, it was spooky. I mean, that would that was maybe I blocked it out of my mind. <laughs> might have. I wish I would have. Um, but it's crazy. The other one was, and I, me being very naive and not brought up with. I had a sister, but my mom kept me away from girly things. There was a girl that raised her hand to ask to go to the restroom, Tammy. And I, being very innocent, not knowing what I was saying, <laughs> said, yeah, her red light's blinking. Don't you see it? Like a siren? <laughs> she went beat red. Everybody looked at me like I had basically said, you know, drop the F-bomb or something in that freaking Christian room. I'm like, what? You know, like, like a fire alarm. What? Like, like the siren. What? And no one put two and two together. Whatsoever, <laughs> and I get more adult and you know dealing with it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's why. Well, that would have been helpful to know had I you know you know known back then, <laughs> right? But um, yeah, we're just naive, very naive. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't hold it against me, but you know, it's just that. Uh, how do you know I'm yeah. that? <laughs> I'm like, I didn't. But uh, so, do you have any memories of Mr. Wallace's room besides the uh, dictionary? No, hmm. no, I remember I, that was the era of spitballs, and oh yes, uh, we would do them at everybody. <laughs> uh, I even remember using raisins at one point, and you had to be careful with those because those would get stuck in your straw. You know, <laughs> I remember at one point Tom. Brought in like yes, a piece of PVC, inch. <laughs> and that was like the uh, the ultimate. He had spitball. He shooter. had taken pieces of cardboard crazy. to make pistol grips and sights. That's right, he did. Oh my god! And I he lobbed that. that thing, and he hit the clock at the back of the room, square on, <laughs> right at the right at the axle of the, the clock. 
It oh, was hilarious. God. And then he hit it again and knocked the freaking phone off the wall. <laughs> that thing was a beast, man. I oh, remember us with God. the spit wads. I remember us covertly. We both, we all favored the Bic pens because you could yank out the pen right, and the cap right. real easy. Oh, man, those were great. And shoot and then put it back together. And, you know, the, the teacher basically was none the wiser. And then you <laughs> and I were in this little... I don't know what it was, but we were deciding to like see how many spit wads we could hit on this one wall. It was between the one little partition and like the cabinet. There was like about a six inch, eight inch gap, a brick wall, a block wall, and that's all we do is go. Oh, he's not looking. You know, (laughs) it was hilarious. Well, that we went through a phase too where paper footballs were, you know, everywhere. And Mr. States thought those were contraband, I guess. And if you were caught with the paper footballs, I, I don't know. Maybe did they allow us to play? Maybe some during if we were in study a period. If we were study in hall. study hall and not distracting, it was okay. But you and I specifically would do that. We would make new footballs. And do you remember the tissue box that I lug around that had freaking? <laughs> footballs in it yes that was where we hid them all yeah yeah so we would the throw them in the tissue box and we would play that thing like forever and eventually we started oh, cracking gosh. up or doing something or you know you'd start doing the you know the field goal punts with it and then that's when he would call us out on it but if we were just <laughs> sliding it not doing anything he would usually okay about it it was a riot oh yeah i remember that being uh th- that being on the forefront of my mind let me get to whatever period so I can, we can play paper football. There was a room in between. I think what I think what uh, he was honest because I I remember like seeing how far I could kick the thing, you know, yep, and yep. that kind of thing. Let me try to kick one on his desk, or you know, <laughs> he would get <laughs> get upset with us. But yeah, that room, that classroom, and then the one next to it was like partitioned. I think correct, and it was so a- you could. Uh, you could like try to talk to people on the other side, right? There was um, it was shared between Miss, um, you know her, you you're friends with her. I can't remember her name though. Hutton. Hutton. The other Hutton. No. Yes. The, yeah, the other Hutton. There was like there was it was like a clan. There was a Hutton clan that all seemed to be teachers, and then there was Mister Smeal. They kind of sh- shared that same room periodically. I don't remember much about Miss Hutton's room, but for Mr. Smeal, I would do study hall sometimes back there. And oh, you mean uh, it was, is it Stacy? Yeah, Stacy. The uh, uh, Jack's wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yes, okay. I'm um, But I remember, you know, when Mr. Smeal would do math class, I would periodically be in his study hall for whatever reason, and... Is it Sean? Yeah, Sean, who drove the beast. Yes. Uh, we'll get into that in a second because I really want to have fun with this one. So it, one day out of the wild blue yonder, I decided it was like time to go. It was like five minutes after. The, and he's on marathon math teaching for him. <laughs> and I'm like, it's time for the next clo- – we're supposed to leave. So it was like end, near end of day or something like that. So I tried my best – uh, John Wayne impression of all, and he said, "Mr. Smell, it's time to go." And Sean 
busted a gut laughing at that. So that became a routine if I showed up in that class, which was like once a week. So you know, when the when the clock hit or when it was time, I go, Mister Smith, it's time to go. And he would roll and roll, and a couple of kids would laugh. Mr. Spiel would just kind of like take it really not nonchalant and goes, well, I guess it is time. So, you know, you guys finish up, you know, whatever. And, and he, wouldn't, he wouldn't like turn to me and go, like Mr. Yeah. States would say, fry it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, that was just a, a fun thing. So, so Sean and the Beast. The Beast was this old 77, 78 Chevy pickup truck that was lift kitted and supposedly it was borderline like what PA allowed <laughs> to us. We knew it wasn't quite Bigfoot, but it was pretty dang close. Right. Yeah. For us. Cause we knew it didn't have the big tractor mud tires that you see on, on the, you know, the, the shows, the, the TV shows, but it was pretty dang up there. Like I said, and he would drive that beast everywhere. And he lived like out in the boonies, so it was a drive. And the poor guy, it was like getting six, eight miles a gallon. So <laughs> I, he had to have been filling that thing up like every other day or something. Gosh. But uh, yeah, that was a. I remember that. I remember his truck. Yeah, yeah. For the, us short people, you would have needed a stepladder to climb into <laughs> the thing. I don't think I ever got up into it. I I know I thought I about remember. it. That's about as much as I thought. Chappy. Why did we call him Chappy? I don't remember. Yeah, that was his name. That was his nickname. I don't know. We had some weird nicknames. Mine was Friar Tuck. Do you remember that? Because freaking, one, I think it was yeah. Matt. One of the twins was running for like the class council, and I think it was treasurer or something. So the advertising banner, I'll call it, was basically a paper hat. But it looked like, someone said, it looks like you look like Friar Tuck. So that stuck. So my nickname for like a year or two was Friar. I think I do remember that. I think if I dig, I think I still have that stinking cap, and I think I still have my tissue box of uh, paper football somewhere. <laughs> wow! I think I'd have to really dig. Like I said, I'm a I'm a boy. I've got some weird stuff like that in in mine. I'm well. I have a lot of like old movie ticket stubs. I would go to a movie with my friends or something, and I'd write on the back of the stub what we saw because back then it was just a little admit one right. <laughs> tickets from the Ritz. I still have our hall pass from it must have been like tenth, eleventh, twelfth grade, whatever. It, it probably was twelfth grade in Mister Smeal's homeroom because it's his handwriting. The blue hall pass. I still have that. Nice. I don't know, I don't know why I uh, stole that. I don't I've got either. some weird stuff like that though in my little memories box from school. The other thing I remember about being the school two or the church side, two things, and we could probably move back over to the school okay. is, and this is kind of in your kind of in your line of things. But do you remember the handbells? Oh gosh, I know you do because you used to piss Mister Stanley off quite often because <laughs> his little pet peeve was don't ding the bells, and you know we were kids we really didn't pay attention and we really didn't want to be there anyway well you you wore those white gloves because you didn't want to get fingerprints on them and they had that wonderful sound with the little clapper inside you get it just made a crazy sound when you actually touched the bells together you know it was you could i don't know it was like almost like a nails on a chalkboard i guess to them 
It must have been, but he, but he, he would say, I'm going to start charging quarters, you know, for every clink. So he'd sit there, and Jason, the specific day I remember, he's like, 25 cents, 50 cents, ding, you know, it, it just keep going and going. And finally, he just got livid with Jason. Get out! Get out of here right now! You're, you're done! And I'm like, dude, I should have been doing this. That's the only way to get out of this, because he... <laughs> the, the hilarity was, he kept saying, you know, we're going to perform this Sunday night, and we're... I still remember distinctly looking at all around, you know, the, I don't know, six, eight kids that were there looking at it like, who's showing up? I ain't. <laughs> right. This was okay. I, I've, I've got a memory before you go any further Okay. in the sanctuary. And we were doing, I don't know if it was the bells or if it was some other choir singing performance. Anyway, we were doing in the sanctuary. Yep. And of course, Wyatt and Bernie are up in the sound booth. Maybe even Roger were up in the sound booth. And so we're rehearsing. I don't, I can't remember if you were playing a music track then or uh-huh. if we were singing. Uh-huh. So anyway, I, we hear faintly in the background of the room, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Yep. Yep. And yep. Yep. I, do you hear it? I hear it. <laughs> it's a, it's parents just don't understand. Is that this? Do you hear it? And uh, by that time, I think it was was it Stanley that was leading the Stanley and, and caught you. He caught me, but I didn't hear it because it was Dan, Danny, that came up and told me because I had figured out a way. I thought I figured out a way anyway to rig up basically to wire my boombox into the mixing board, but to come out the headphones that didn't. The theory was because it didn't have like the the, the quarter inch headphone jack. Yeah. And they're really cool at the time. They're very cool, which were probably about 10 feet big, honking, boxy headphones. But the idea was I was you know, going to listen to the nice headphones. And I thought I figured out a way to wire it in that it would not get broadcast essentially over the main PA system, but into my headphones. And I'm sitting there literally yeah. bebopping. And Bernie's looking at me like, that's cool. That's cool. you know. And then all of a sudden, he's like, everybody's looking at you. And then Danny finally shows up and says, hey, we can hear what you're playing. I'm like, what, what, what? And I turned it off. I'm like, how? And that was like my first. <laughs> I don't know how it came in, man. I, I mean, because it, like, it wasn't like it was loud or patched through. It was just kind of this background. I hear a beat and I hear <laughs> the fresh prints. <laughs> it was probably one of the, like, parents just don't understand or, you know, dream of genie or not. Uh, well, yeah, it was that, it was that first album. Yeah. That they released because we were all over. We loved that. Oh yes, album and the one at well, several of those after. But well, that oh, was man, that I was the episode that. I was actually thinking of actually from being back there. But <laughs> oh, okay. the only other thing, yeah, no, that was it. Was because I'm sitting there, like I said, I'm just jamming my own self. La 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 la, and huh? <laughs> Oops. So, so I guess making our way back to the expanded school, they basically took out the flagpole and that. A section of um, real estate and add it on. We now have a foyer to the school. And if you went into the foyer, which uh, it's hard to describe, I'm sorry, but from the driveway side, you went immediately to the, you, you actually look at the new office, uh, secretary's office. She had a dead sights to the front door. And then if you went to the right side of the hallway, you had the principal's office on the left 
And I think there was one other classroom, which were all like the kindergarten mm-hmm. and first grade yeah, stuff. Yeah, the younger. I don't remember so, being down that hallway at all. Exactly. I don't remember being down that way, but I know that was the big thing because the kindergarten room was actually set up in a partition room in the lunchroom. That's where the kindergarten room used to be for years. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it still was or not. So walking all the way around to the other side where we basically left off our little episode from you know seventh, eighth grade, seventh grade rather, we had the next final room, which would have been like ninth and 10th if we kept going before the, the move. Then they added the two rooms on the left, I think. Two, yeah. Two rooms and on the left. And then they added a, a bigger library or they added to the library, one of the two. And there was one more room on the right. There was a room which was the back side of the, basically it was supposed to be the teacher's lounge, teacher's bathroom. Right. And then the next room was a pseudo, it's kind of like the free-for-all room, but it served mostly as a, the, the chemistry, biology, and then the computer room. Right. And then we had our math, basically Mr. Smeal, our math room was at the final, final classroom on the right. So I guess taking it from there, ninth and 10th, we were, uh, we Miss Hutton's room mm-hmm. on the left-hand side there before you get to the new edition. And um, I remember Spanish in that room. And I don't think any of us watched, and that's exactly it. We watched a VCR tape of a lady teaching us how to do Spanish with a book. And there might've been one or two and I really applaud them for paying attention because the rest of us were going. Uh, I don't know how I passed that. I don't know how I stayed awake because I could care yeah. less. And uh, me, and I, I'll be quite, quite honest, very rural, kind of secluded area. My mind was very, very narrow-minded. So in my, my mind was, when am I ever going to need Spanish? I'm in America. <laughs> now I'm in the military going, holy cow, I wish I would have paid more attention because <laughs> half the people I know are, you know, speak Spanish or some, you know, dialect. I say dialect because my wife speaks Portuguese, so at least I could somewhat understand it a little bit better. Um, <laughs> Mrs. McLam, she was the uh, teacher yes, on yes. the tape because we yep. called her Mrs. McLamburger. <laughs> she sounded like a, you know, a new, a new burger at McDonald's. Yeah. I don't know how I've passed that, that course. Cause yeah, it was all just watching the videos mm-hmm. and she would sit behind the desk and we would go through those workbooks and stuff. That was our Spanish. <laughs> the only other thing, and it's probably an embarrassing moment, but to me it was, it is still kind of hilarious. I don't know what I ate that day. Oh, no. no idea what I ate, what combination of foods, but what I remember distinctly was everybody was looking outside the window for a skunk and I'm sitting back in the corner rolling because I know it's me. Oh, wow. I'm doing everything not to draw attention to myself. I'm one of those. I don't call my own farts. I just don't call it out. I like funny. I, I get the comedy of watching people go, dude, is that you? Is that someone down the hall? I get more comedy than that. So, what so, did you eat? Roadkill. Basically, so everybody's looking out this window for this skunk that does not exist, and I'm ro- doing everything I can to. I'm rolling, trying wow. not to like. I'm trying to hide it. It was hilarious to me. Oh, that's crazy. I don't know if it was this room. I think it was this room. But this is when um, 
our buddy Russ, once again, he had chloroseptic, the spray, and he found like a, a small army of ants coming in the room and he oh, sprayed no. it on the ants. And they, he was, we were getting all a kick out of it because they were like numbing up because it's an exoskeleton and they're <laughs> numbing up and like, slow motion moving and we're just having a riot it was a riot watching him do that it was like this is so cool they're moving and then you know five ten minutes later the, the numbness would wear off and they just go back at it they're like this is so cool <laughs> i don't remember that at all so anyway uh i the the classroom on the very end on the left i remember that's where we schemed to um to do our senior skip day. Yes. And I think maybe even Miss Hutton was in on it or something. But anyway, we, we picked a day and the pure rebels that we were, we decided to, uh, to go to state college to the mall. And the only reason I remember that is we went to a Spencer's, uh, in oh, the mall yeah. and I bought a lava lamp and I still have the lava lamp. Matter of fact, I was searching for a light bulb for it last night, nice. of all things, because um, <laughs> it's in my boys' room, and they wanted to uh, to start using it again. So, uh, yeah, that was our big uh, senior skip moment. We uh, we skipped school one day and, and all carpooled to state uh, college, to state college, to the Nittany Mall, right, to go to Spencer's. <laughs> I remember oh, that, man. that whole journey there. Well, not the the mall, but going up the road, the the classrooms rather. Mm-hmm. I think that specific room became Mr. Moore's room. The last one on the left. I think that became his room after the move. And then one, the one before it was someone else's. And I remember Mr. States would come in there to teach driver's ed, and I was so anxious to go driving. I'd sit in there during study hall and answer the questions that no one else was answering. And eventually he would get like, uh, you know, he's like, you need to wait. You're not driving yet. I'm like, yeah, but I want to know. I want to learn. No one else is answering. Can I answer? Like you're in study hall. And that was the first time he really got argumentative, I guess is the right word. You know, do you remember, okay. Do you remember Mr. States's red Dodge pickup? Oh yes. I I drove it sort of. Yeah. So we were doing driver's ed about the same time. Yep. I'm the one that blew that truck up. At least uh, that's my impression because I, this was the very first time I ever drove a stick shift and I grinded that thing. Like it was a grinding stone. I mean, it was <laughs> like, Oh oh man, I, I don't, I think it, the the truck basically uh, <laughs> transmission clutch, whatever it was just decided I'm done. After uh, after I took it out for one spin, uh, the next day I think he had to get a new truck or something because I just tore the thing up. <laughs> well, I remember I remember taking driver's ed in like um I think he had two cars at the time, maybe not, but I think he had like a little yeah he little did he had the he, he had the little Pontiac T one thousand like Chevette and it was a stick shift too and yes. I he had me drive that like once he's like you know how to drive. I said, I had practice and he never, he never really bothered me in driver's ed. I don't know how I passed. I mean, book wise, I passed it flying colors because I was really interested in it. Driving it. I don't know how I technically passed because I really didn't drive it much because <laughs> he's like, you know how to drive a stick. I'm really impressed. Uh, pass. I'm like, 
I like this. This is pretty cool. <laughs> and I still remember one. I do remember an event. It was, it was about this time frame. And you remember this too. It was about, it was right after lunch and it was started to snow and he was looking out there at the window and he's like, I don't think anything's going to happen in like three hours. Lo and behold, three hours comes and, and roads are closed. <laughs> They're like trying to figure out how to get buses to us because the roads are closed. And he'd asked me to take his truck to go out to the gym to load like a couple concrete blocks in the truck bed to give him some traction on the back. <laughs> and so I'm like, you trust me with your truck? I actually never drove the truck itself. He's like, yeah, uh, you know how to drive a sticks. No problem. I'm like, yeah. So I'm trying to put this thing in reverse. Reverse on that truck. I've never seen a reverse that that hidden and that one was and i'm trying to find reverse and you remember how we parked like right up yeah. against there is no barrier there was no concrete bump you park up and i don't know why now i know why they parked the different way uh they parked so you're not rolling down the hill yeah, yeah because i kept rolling that stupid car i'm like eventually i'm just gonna go down the hill and hit the gym and, the, and eventually i found i did find reverse and i luckily got it out of there so i put the concrete blocks in there we're good then I take my car and I don't know how we got home because I went, you know, at the time we lived up in Frenchville mm -hmm. and the main road to go there was called Lick Run Hill. And that was a hairpin turn going down a steep grade. Oh, yeah, that was. And it was closed off to a degree. Thankfully, it was closed off because a, a dump truck crashed down there. That was the, about the area where the, uh, the Mountain Dew and Pixie Sticks incident happened. No, it isn't. It's I not? know exactly where it happened. It was only a short I thought it was coming up that hill. Uh -uh. The picture stick accident happened when we left. We had just left Beefs. We weren't a mile, maybe two at most, down the road, and you, uh, it just went. I don't know. I had that. I uh, had that going up that hill from that hairpin turn as the place where that occurred. No. Anyway, okay, never mind. But um. You have to listen to the uh, our first episode to yeah that was get fun. that story. So uh, <laughs> nice plug. Uh, <laughs> so then the interstate was closed, which was odd because the interstate's usually not closed. It's supposed to be the first one service, but it was closed off. So we had to go the back way. And I know people don't understand this that are listening to us, um, but all that to say, I remember that 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 it was the hilarity of well, I don't think anything's going to happen in three hours. <laughs> Boom! It just did. There it goes. Yeah. But not too much I remember else in those classrooms specifically, except, you know, really Mr. Smeal's room, the math room. And uh, I remember, dude, what was this guy's name? I, Mike. He was into drumming, and he irritated the piss out of me because he would sit there <laughs> with pencils and just tap, 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 tap. And I'm trying my darndest to listen to the teacher, you know, a rarity, but listen to the math because I wanted to get the homework done and be done. <laughs> And he just tap, 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 tap. And I remember one day of like, I'm, I'm done with you. I wore earplugs, the phony <laughs> earplugs into school one day, like for that room specifically. And Mr. Smeals <laughs> distinctly says, hey, you got some green stuff coming out of your ears. I said, yeah, because I can't stand this guy drumming all day. I want to listen. I want to hear you. Well, you're not going to hear me. Like, I'm not getting anywhere anyway, so I'm going to make a point. And so he said, you need to take them out. You need to take your pencils elsewhere. It was something <laughs> like that effect. Like I, that somewhat sticks out in my mind. Then the lab, you know, that's where we got to play with the, 
making smells. Do you remember that where he was have us make like out of chemicals we could make winter green and some other funky chemicals. We got to use the Bunsen no, I burner. That. I remember like uh, dissecting some kind Pig. of fish. Oh, I don't remember the fish. I remember the pigs. There was some fish that had like fish eggs inside. Oh, it just grossed me out. <laughs> the smell grossed me out. The formaldehyde. Oh yeah, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I do. Re- okay, that that room is kind of coming back to me now. Where it, the lab was, and I don't remember computers being in there. But I guess yeah, there was. that's 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 where our computer room turned into, and that's where we started playing the. Oh, you said it too, and I loved the game. Uh, Agent USA. Agent USA. Love that game. I got to look it up. Gosh, yes. See if there's an app for that. <laughs> I think um, it, I, it's actually, I'm, I think I remember playing it on uh, archive, archive, the internet archive. Okay. Archive.org. But, uh, you got like tons of games over there. Yeah. Anyway. That's, yeah. I mean, for the school, that's about the biggest thing I remember, except seeing the froggy 98 truck go up to our parking lot. And I was pissed because I didn't have a bumper sticker. <laughs> the, 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 at the time, you know, the Froggy 98, that was their country radio station, the big country radio station for our region. They would periodically drive by, and I, at the time, I listened to them. And their thing was, if they caught you with the bumper sticker, they gave you 100 bucks or something like that. So, of all times, I, I had just had my car painted, and I was pretty adamant I wasn't going to put bumper stickers on this car. And guess what comes up? is the freaking Froggy 98 car. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Having a nice clean car might be worth more than. Well, then I went out and prom- I promptly went out and got a Froggy 98 sticker. And one, I never saw it again. Two, my dad gave me all types of crap for that ever since. Oh, so you have a <laughs> sticker your car again. Yeah. Nice paint job, right? Yeah. So. Heard it from him. Yeah. Often. He did not like bumper stickers. I was thinking Mr. Smeal's room maybe for senior year moved down the hallway yeah it it was it was the old fifth and sixth room is where it turned into be right yes that's what i remember because uh we would keep our he was also the basketball coach and uh, mr smeal yeah oh mr smeal yeah 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 i thought you said mr states no 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 smeal and uh, he, we would keep our the basketballs in those like red mesh bags yeah. uh, in his room uh, to take to practice, you know, after school. And when he wasn't there, I remember this pretty vividly. We had a sub. I uh, can't remember who she was. Anyway, uh, we got out one of those basketballs one day in the middle of class. And when she would turn to do something on the chalkboard or turn away, we would play catch <laughs> in class. You know, you'd somebody toss a basketball over and you kind of hurry up and grab it and put it down by your desk or behind you or something. So she didn't know what was going on. And then she turned to look at the blackboard again and you toss it to somebody else, you know, <laughs> I don't think she ever caught us that day either. I mean, it was, it was fun. I remember doing that and it was in that room and then he would show, you remember the movie he would show at the end of every school year, Mr. Smeal, or at least that school year. I think he brought it in a couple times. It's a mad, 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 mad world. No. It was like a 1960s, I think, uh, movie. And it was just chaos. And it was all the 
comedic actors of the time. And it was, it was basically, they kind of redid it. And I think it was in the nineties when they did rat race and it's all these celebrities and comics doing this like cross country race to get something. I don't know. He was in love with the movie. The thing was like three and a half hours. It seemed like at least, Oh my gosh, it could not get, it was just like, some of it was funny, but then, you know, and again, this was like a 20, 25 year old movie that none of us really, you know, cared to watch with. Yeah. And it was just so long. I'm like, I think I'd rather have class right now than watch this movie. Mr. <laughs> now uh. you said that <laughs> I remember us watching the princess bride. And I remember a lot okay. of us kind of like gasped because you hear the one guy say, you son of a, and we're like, <laughs> Whoa, Mr. Stace allowed that. Holy cow. I guess they did not pre-screen this. Oh, I mean, we were just all in awe that that got passed through. <laughs> I remember. Okay, this is a memory I have. It wasn't in that room. It would have been uh, maybe tenth or eleventh grade, and we were down in the. It was probably the last room on the left. We watched that uh, Left Behind. Not was Left Behind. What did they call it? It was like a 70s movie about the whole yes, uh, I remember that. rapture. And, oh, it just scared the living crap out of me. And obviously it's at a Christian school and they showed it a religious kind of movie. And it's based on, you know, the end times and revelation and all that. <laughs> but it was like people getting beheaded and... Uh, you know, the whole Mark of the Beast thing. And, oh, I've, I don't think I've ever watched it since. But it was, was kind of like, uh, you know, Kirk Cameron did those Left Behind movies. Right. Within the last, I don't know, what, 10 or 15 years or so. There's three or four of them, I think. Mm-hmm. I've seen the first one. But anyway, it was kind of that kind of a movie. But I remember watching it there and just being scared to death. <laughs> I remember, I don't know if it's the same movie. I remember that movie. Thief and I do remember. Night. It's called Thief in the Night. I remember that movie, but I remember maybe it was along the same lines. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the same movie. And I thought it was cool. At least this, this part of the movie I thought was cool. Where these people are living in a, like the basement of a barn. Yes, that's the same movie. Is yeah. it the same they were, movie? They had like underground they had like homes a sh- well, I don't know about the homes. Shelter. I remember like yeah. the, the dude at the barn. He had a goat for milk and yeah. a chicken for their eggs and stuff. I remember like there being a trap door to get yep. from Same above movie. ground. Okay, I thought that was the coolest thing. <laughs> Probably the only the coolest thing of the movie. But well, it, I think it was like a series of films. We ended up watching them all, and but just that first the, that first movie and, and just the whole concept of the rapture people disappearing and then these people coming after you and you either take the mark of the beast or we're going to chop your head off right here. I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't into horror movies and maybe that's why (laughs) that was, that was essentially a horror movie to me, I guess in the 10th grade or whenever it was, we watched that. But (laughs) Now the other Uh, thing I remember, you said, You said something about a substitute. I remember Mr. Flieger 
coming in, oh, and instead of doing whatever lesson, he decided to show us something about nursing because he was going through nursing school or something. And he uses his daughter to basically do the, you know, show how to test blood types. And she was, it was hilarious to us, but she was being annoying to him because, you know, the right thing is to swab with alcohol pad and then puncture. Well, uh -huh. he would swab it with the, the alcohol, then she would touch it, touch the finger he just swabbed. And he's like, well, now I got to get another one. And he just went through like, it was like three or four times. And finally he's like, okay, now let's be serious. We got, we don't, <laughs> it was something to that effect, but it, it was hilarious to me because I remember her just touch, <laughs> touch, <laughs> You know, he's like, I don't have any more cotton swab, you know, rubs or whatever. So, <laughs> I don't remember that. But um, he was a trip. He was. He's the. He was. Uh, he would swallow live goldfish. That was his gag. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why where that came from. I, that was that was a Sunday school trick. He that was the first time yep. I remember him when he was teaching us in Sunday school, and he would do that and it was it was kind of like uh you guys are good you know in the next couple of weeks or whatever then i'll bring a goldfish in and, oh yeah i'll swallow it right down that was when we had that big treasure chest too of keys yeah you remember that? yeah you had to you that was the craziest thing it, he, you would like uh tape keys to the bottom of your chair sometimes too yep yeah uh, that was a good way to keep your was, attention it worked yeah, and I, you always opened up the treasure chest, and he gave you like ten seconds to pull something out. Right, and you, you know you finally get to that point where you're like, oh yes, I'm finally going to get inside the treasure chest. And you get in there, and you don't know what to get. And you just got like, and he's counting down ten, nine, eight, seven. And then you come out, and you have like a Chinese yo-yo. <laughs> you're like, why did I get this? Okay, it breaks in like two seconds. Right. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I remember his gag, his other gag, because uh, he worked at. Um... Appalachian Wood for some time and he lost his finger. So his joke, because younger kids would ask how, you know, what happened to your finger? He says, I picked my nose one day and it got stuck. <laughs> and it was hilarious when he, he's telling a little kid, because the little kids and all like, what? <laughs> you can do that? <laughs> so it was hilarious. Oh my. Well, what do you think? Do you think that was enough uh, I school members for one episode? <laughs> I think so. I think I'm sure we could come up with some more, but I think that's a really great. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think we've uh, fill, definitely filled up enough for a show. I think so. And yeah, like you said, I've got some other things in my mind. Maybe we'll, we'll come back to it or part two or, or, or yeah. rather yet like, like hot shots. Part Whatever. Duh. <laughs> well, that was really fun, man. I, I, these type of episodes is what I live for when we, you know, first started uh, thinking about what we wanted to do for the show and just uh, hatching those little memories we've had stored away for a long time and seeing what comes out, no agenda, that kind of a thing. Really fun. Yeah. So, uh, but with the end of this episode, then we got to talk about what we want to do for the next one in episode oh, wow. eight. Do you have uh, any inkling? For a topic? Mm, to be honest, I'm looking through our little <laughs> list, but I know we talked about on this one our mm -hmm. driving or car episode type of thing, having cars. Um, okay. We could go that route. Um, we could be here a while because you definitely had your share of cars. 
Um, are you trying to give away stuff? <laughs> give away secrets? No, we could. We could. That'd be fun. No, yeah, we could. We could talk about you know the what cars we learned on and yeah, our first car. I'd be up for that. Okay, sounds like a plan. That's what we'll talk about. Our, I guess, our high school cars. For me, it would be plural. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because I drove my mom's car for a while. I didn't get my first car until I think after I graduated. I think it was that summer. Once I got uh, started working at the radio station. Right. Anyway, but yeah, that's uh, that's fine. We can we can run that down and and uh, and talk about our first interaction with cars and. Uh, driver's ed go into a little more detail on that I'm yeah. down with it alright sounds good well uh, I'm afraid to give you this but take us on out of here well I just wanted to say hey follow us on Twitter at RD80s look us up at rediscoverthe80s.com give us your comments Jason's going to throw up the uh, show notes so please add your comments there or on Facebook Jason covers all the social media stuff. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, my work and my time doesn't allow me to get much on. In fact, I made a joke. I, someone asked me, have you seen this on Facebook? I'm like, I really haven't really looked at Facebook for the last three days or so, so I'm sure I missed a lot of news right about now. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, follow us, comment, uh, give us a thumbs up. Maybe you have stories of your high school memories, school memories. We'd love to hear them. So please bring it to us. But uh, now the dreaded, we end our show like this. Go, 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 go. While we home. As we read the paper to. Rest assured that I'd walk 500 miles while we journey down memory jogger. This has been a production of the Rediscover the 80s podcast. Visit rediscoverthe80s.com to find our show notes for this episode and others. Join us again next time for the Memory Jogger podcast. Oh my gosh, dude. (laughs) Now I just irritated a lot of people. (laughs) Mainly me, because I hate that song. Well, all of those songs. I know. All right. That was a school memory. Thank you, friends, for, uh, yes, that was definitely a school memory. That was Sean, too, wasn't it? Well, uh, Tom's Diner was the big one because you hated that song specifically in high school. And we would get on this bandwagon. I think Sean instigated it a lot. But we would sit there and go, and then we'd all pick up on it, like two or three of us. And you would just go blurt out, I hate that song. Knock it off.